This is the John Oakley Show podcast. A roundtable with Catherine Swift, the former president and CEO of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business and co- current spokesperson for Working Canadians. Swifty, how you doing? Great, Johnny. And yourself? <laughs> Likewise, fine. <thing. laughs> and Peggy Nash. Good to see Peggy back. Visiting prof at Ryerson University and former Canadian labor official, former NDP MP for Parkdale Hyde Park. Peggy, how you doing? I am very well, thanks. How are you today? Yeah, I'm great. I mean, uh, your party, I mean, <laughs> RIP well. out in Alberta. Uh, yeah, well, you know what? I guess the writing was on the wall for Rachel Notley, wouldn't you say? Well, she had a tough... Uh, a tough go at it. I mean, obviously the economy didn't cooperate. I think people liked her personally. Personally, I have tremendous respect for her. I think she uh, she was a fighter for Alberta. Was she? But, I mean, when you say the economy wouldn't cooperate, uh, was she doing all she could do, pulling all the levers to, you know? I think she felt yeah. she was. She was pushing to get pipelines built, no matter what it meant for colleagues who were premiers in other provinces. And, uh, she was fighting for Alberta. Well, we'll I mean, we'll see what, what Jason Kenney can achieve there. I think his great feat was uniting the opposition uh, to prevent three-way splits. All right. Well, I wanted to play you a clip from last night. Jason Kenney says it's time to fight back against these anti-pipeline groups and environmentalists attacking Alberta's oil and gas sector. With this election, we begin to stand up for ourselves, for our jobs, and for our future. Today, we Albertans begin to fight back. All right, we begin to fight back. In effect, what he said in a broader context was there were people, uh, funding uh, came from foreign interests trying to shut down Alberta's oil and gas industry. And perhaps uh, Rachel Notley wasn't fighting hard enough against them, kind of, you know, uh, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah, I'm going to go fight the good fight. But these people operated with relative impunity, if I'm getting it correctly, and even had their tentacles uh, via people like Jerry Butts leading into the prime minister's office. Lead Now, uh, Tides Foundation out of San Francisco, uh, Rockefeller Brothers Fund, the Suzuki Foundation, so on and so forth. Uh, So, Swifty, when it comes to that, I mean... I'm kind of curious, look, is that going to really resonate? Uh, I guess in Alberta it will, but nationally, will this become a bigger story, you think, even a national one? Yeah, I totally believe it will, um, for a lot of reasons. These these same very same groups were very active in electing uh, Trudeau back in 2015. Lead Now, in particular, uh, was quite boastful about uh, uh, putting uh, feet on the street in a number of ridings that had the tendency to be, you know, sort of swing ridings. They pumped a lot of money into it. Money did come from the U.S., for sure. And despite all the liberal, federal liberal protestations against having foreign money influence elections, et cetera, et cetera, uh, there's nothing in place to prevent that from happening again. But I think the key thing, though, is awareness. People know about it now. They're paying attention now, where that wasn't the case, you know, in number of years ago. And in Notley's case, I mean, I, I'm sure she was a nice person. I didn't I didn't happen to know her, but from everything I've seen, you know, she seemed to be a nice person. But I think she was way too soft with Trudeau's policies. And these same groups, by the way, the lead nows, tides, etc., were helping her get reelected. So on the one hand, she's trying to suck and blow at the same time here. She's trying to be pro-pipeline, and these virulently anti-pipeline groups are trying to get her elected because they knew they'd have a much tougher customer in Jason Kenney than they'd ever have in pussycat Rachel Notley. 
Wow. Well, you know, I mean, you want to compare the money of environmental organizations versus the money of oil companies. Uh, guess who's got uh, deeper wallets? I mean, and yet, you know what? Uh, it does, well, it, but no, they can't but, do it know, legally, though. But, well, Corporations sure, are not. No, a, there's different can, rules, they Peggy. Can, but they can set up organizations advocating for pipelines, of which there are. Uh, that exist in Canada, and they they have money from wherever. But no, you know, I, I think to be fair, I think what Rachel Notley was doing was acknowledging that we're being affected by climate change, and that while uh, she was fighting for pipelines to uh, ship their oil out and get a better price for oil, at the same time she recognized that Alberta's economy needed to diversify and uh, she was also investing in other industries and in renewables, trying to balance a bit the incredible ups and downs of the fossil fuel sector. And and I think that, frankly, is a smart plan. Do I sympathize with people who are making $100,000 a year uh, up in northern Alberta who lost their jobs because of the downturn in the oil industry? Absolutely. And you, you feel terrible for them and their families and want them to get their jobs back. But I think anybody with, with any kind of, not even long-range thinking, medium-range thinking, has to acknowledge that we've got to also put in place some measures to help our economy overall transition to also include a greater reliance on renewables. All right. And there's there, I, although there may be more money in the oil companies, I think it's important to say there's been a lot of postmortems in various elections, including the 2015 federal election uh, and uh, Ontario elections too, have seen these, again, these self-same groups or related entities pump way more money. Uh, unions also back a lot of these. Unifor opposes pipelines, just to, you know, give you give you an example. No, no, excuse me, oh, just yes, a minute. They do. They, they oh, have, yes, they do. They They're thousands, on the record opposing Trans Mountain. thousands of men Members who work in the oil sector. Yes, they do, and yeah. it's 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 and totally befuddling to me. No, no, as to, they are on the record, Peggy. I'm sorry, I can show you the documents. Well, they Those are, are on the record for saying they believe that we need to transition to a more balanced economy and we need to take greater environmental measures. But they're not in the business of advocating against their members. Well, jobs. they actually they actually have advocated against the Trans Mountain pipeline. So uh, you know, again, it confounds me because I I, I wonder where they're coming from. But again, rules apply to a lot of these corporations that do not apply to some of these third-party groups. And these third-party groups are very, very sneaky. But again, the leads, need now, tides, etc. They create uh, a whole web of entities that they funnel money, and Butts was involved in it with the, with yeah, the World Wildlife Federation. Excuse me, the oil Federation. industry doesn't have organizations that advocate for it. And, and let's be clear, neither unions nor companies can directly put money into elections. Bombardier was caught doing that. But they're funding the third parties uh, as a result, Peggy. All right. Working families in Ontario is a good example. That, all right. Uh, but let me just... Uh, companies l- are doing that? Let me pivot well. away from that because uh, really what I was curious about is if this is a, a blue wave, as Doug Ford has called it, uh, that might have broader reaching implications, you know, for Justin Trudeau on his carbon policy. You know, Doug Ford's fighting it in court here and Jason Kenney has promised to. In a moment, when we come back, I'm going to play this ad that the uh, provincial uh, conservatives just uh, launched today and it plays here on this radio station. Uh, See whether this is the right way to go about things uh, as well as fighting it in court. And uh, some of the initiatives that they've taken, I guess you had some members, uh, some ministers out there at the uh, OPP detachment in Mississauga earlier today in Port Credit talking about how it would impact, you know, frontline services and things like that. 
Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 